There's an awful lot of weird discussion around a silly video game movie. Today I'm talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is oddly become, um, at least especially right after its release and its uh, eventual very gigantic box office su- uh, success, there was a lot of kind of odd discussion about it, as if like what it means for the culture and what it is trying to say and what it's not trying to say. And, um, you know, I things I'll get into in my introduction, just generally talking about the movie um, as to why people reacted the way they did to it uh but yeah bigger discussion point that i would think and i think it's mostly just because well this is the only big only big big movie that we can remember within recent memory uh, at least to this level besides you know avatar um so and it's a video game movie but uh but yeah so that's what i'm talking about today finally got to watch it for myself and yeah i think it's fine there's there's nothing great about it but it's all right uh so yeah so without further ado let's get started There's no better example that the internet has lost its damn mind than the wild reactions to a video game movie for kids. Even before the Super Mario Brothers movie hit theaters, there were countless think pieces about how this stupid woke movie, because Princess Peach wears pants at some point, was going to fail, and then it didn't, why this now anti-woke movie proved that Hollywood didn't need to pander to SJWs or some nonsense, before another round of commentators called the film success the end of Hollywood. Somebody gain any semblance of chill. When in reality, it actually makes perfect sense that an animated movie aimed mostly at kids, featuring the face of a video game franchise at least two to three generations of people grew up with, with a solid recreation of its worlds and general vibe, would make bank. And that commentary has seemingly poisoned the well when it comes to the reviews as well, since half the reviews seemed pissed that this was another video game movie, and the other half seemed apologetic about the mean ones. So, anyway, here's my attempt to give this movie an objective review after the completely unnecessary firestorm surrounding it. The film follows Mario and Luigi, who are struggling to make ends meet in their beloved Brooklyn. Hoping to make a name for themselves by fixing a water main that's flooding their beloved borough, the brothers are accidentally transported into two ends of a different universe, where King Bowser is attempting to make Princess Peach his wife, by any means necessary. Can Mario become the hero he's always wanted to be? So, after seeing the movie, I can get why critics are very middling on this, while I can admit I had a lot of fun with it as well. As much shade as the Illumination Studio gets for milking the Despicable Me movies and Minions for all they're worth, the studio is pretty good at two things. The first is delivering intricate and well-crafted worlds, which is half the fun in a movie that ranges from Bowser's Badlands to the Mushroom Kingdom and to the world of the Kongs. And we also have action set pieces. This second bit is the main highlight as the movie goes from recreating the setup of the original game as an obstacle course, a more over-the-top reimagining of Donkey Kong, or treating a Mario Kart battle on Rainbow Road like a Mad Max sequence. Easily my favorite. And that does a lot to immerse the audience in the world. The stuff in the middle, well, that's where things get a bit unfocused. The movie's thematic core is that Mario has good heart, doesn't like bullies, and also wants to be recognized for something. 
But in essence, either his stature or his life hasn't turned out that way. That said, his biggest asset is that he keeps trying, regardless of the odds. So now, in a world where power-ups are available to give him the power to take on bullies, he can become someone who he's always been in his heart, and maybe get a chance to save a world at the same time. And that stubbornness could be his actual superpower. Now, right here is where I would have made some tweaks. Not because the general idea doesn't work, but because the movie seems to forget about this idea from time to time. For instance, his primary motivation is trying to find and save his brother, who has been thrown into a more dangerous realm than Mario. And it just so happens that Mario can be an extra helping hand against Bowser at the same time. So he keeps failing, at least at first, but wins over Peach and even Donkey Kong with that good heart and stubbornness. Very cool. But what about the wanting to feel special thing? Like I said, it's messy and also means that some obvious attempt at big emotional revelations don't hit as hard as they could. I almost wish that the recognition element wasn't there, and that Mario essentially spends the movie rejecting the notion that he's special or needs recognition because doing the right thing and saving his brother are obviously more important. Then you could craft Bowser as the opposite, someone who wants and needs recognition and will destroy worlds to get it. Kind of relevant right now, too. Still, if you're trying to capture the spirit, spirit of a video gamer, a lead character who won't quit and keeps trying until he finally succeeds about right, especially for anyone who has logged a lot of time in Mario games. So why such big, big reactions? Well, the first reason is the stupid reason, and the second is perhaps a poorly articulate one. The first reason is that Princess Peach is not a helpless damsel in this movie, who also wears motor motorcycle pants when she drives a motorcycle. And while Anya Taylor-Joy's voice work could use a touch-up, it's clear she's new to this and just not selling her lines as much as more seasoned voice actors like Jack Black and Chris Pratt are. There's nothing inherently wrong with this character. She's the one making the plans, she trains up the hero, and she constant and she contributes constantly throughout the film. Kind of what you want out of any character. So yeah, almost all the discourse around her is either dishonest, dumb, or both. The second reason is what I'll dub the Jurassic World issue. So Jurassic World is a fun, silly movie that weaponizes nostalgia in its favor. I enjoyed it thoroughly when I saw it in the theaters and haven't felt a strong need to rewatch it since. It also made a ton of money, spawned a bunch of unnecessary sequels, and likely convinced a number of studio heads to lean into nostalgia for their projects moving forward, assuming that that was why the movie kinda worked. So I'm sure plenty of reviewers are looking at this expensive movie making over a billion dollars that also introduces every world with less a sense of awe and more a sense of remember this vibe, and thinking, oh god, here we go again, thinking about the shallow cash grabs and even less artistic focus and merit that will come after it. And I get it. That could happen. But that's also not this movie's fault. And as one-off entertainment for the whole family, it could be a lot worse. The verdict is, it's an enjoyable one-off. Though it doesn't hit its desired emotional highs, the Super Mario Brothers movie coasts by on illumination strengths and a strong sense of fun. 6 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.